Hello and welcome to another episode of the Next Game Dilemma podcast, your board gaming podcast. Today, we want to zone in and focus in on just a little corner of tabletop gaming, which is role-playing, near and dear to all of our hearts. We'll be talking about past games and future games that we hope to run, and even some systems that we have our eye on for future purchases. Let's go! Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Next Game Dilemma podcast. I am your host, as always, Noel, here with the twins. And that's it. We're here with Alex and Tom. How the important you? people. The, the real important people. The backbone of this group, right? He's never here, so if he's the backbone, we can't walk. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's a strong backbone, clearly, with you two. Wow. Uh, but I'm, I'm saying we have one sometimes. Okay, so we actually wanted, uh, wanted to get together talking about role-playing in general today. So what RPGs are you looking into, Alex? Uh, so mostly I'm playing Modiphius games. Uh, right now, Star Trek Adventures is the one I played last, but I'm trying to get this cult game up and running, Cult Divinity Lost. Uh, both were made by Modiphius. Star Trek out in some, uh, September 2017, Cult in February 2019. The one I'm excited to get is called Morkborg by Free League Publishing. That'll be sometime in this month, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. So they're all by the same company? No, the the Mor- Morkborg's made by a Swedish company. Okay, gotcha. Well, l- let's go ahead and start talking about the one that you were trying to get up and running. Cult, uh, Divinity Lost, where every human at one point was divine, but had that stolen from, you know, God, basically. <laughs> okay. And it's about you breaching the illusion and realizing that you're trapped by all hell, dream limbo, dream world, heaven. They have a lot, of, a lot to do with heaven and hell as they see it. It's not like God and the devil. It's something called like a demiurge. Anyway, it's about humans try, striving to get back their divinity, but they fall into random situations. So what type of system is it? Uh, D tw- I call it D20. It's really supposed to be D10s, but a D20 would work just as well. You roll, and it's it's a pretty basic. You roll to do something. 15 plus succeed. 10 to 14, you succeed but have an unknown consequence. Or, I mean, it can be the immediate, or the uh, dungeon master can use it later. Okay, so you store them up a little bit. Uh, yeah, you store them up to use. Gotcha, gotcha. And then anything below a 10, so a 9 minus, you just fail. Okay, that's fairly simple. Uh, pretty clear cut. Do you get to have a wiggle room, or is it just... What it is, what it is. Are there any like, I don't know, items that give you bonuses or some kind of? They don't have. Uh, they have basic gear listed out, like just basic guns and things like that, but nothing that stat boosting. They're more more meant for you to make that kind of level of gear. Mm. They do have one kind of example. They have a gun, a cursed gun that's only found in Inferno, which is their version of hell, and slowly drives you crazy until you you have to kill yourself or kill your loved one. I forget the that detail. So. Wow. Do you do you ever go to heaven or inferno or hell? You go to inferno, or you go to heaven, which is Metropolis, or you go to limbo, which is Dreamland, or you go to the underground, which not Stranger Things, just deep, deep underground. Okay. I shouldn't say any more details because y'all are gonna play it, and I don't want you to know all the. Okay, well, where does the customization okay. come in for the characters? How does the character building in that game? You can either do an archetype, which is a basic personality, like a private detective or an academic, something like that. Or you can just pick one dark secret, two disadvantages, and three advantages, and pick some basic stats. And that's basically it. It's not the most complicated character creation. Yeah, it seemed pretty simple. Me yeah. and Christina, I believe, did part of it. I think you did as well, right? Yeah, I did recently. Yeah. We didn't get... We started doing some of our secrets and some of our stuff like that, but we need to completely finish that. Yeah. But it was fairly simple. I mean, it, out yeah. of all the ones that we've done before, this has definitely been one of the most simple. Yeah, one of the easier ones to do. It's all more in the character concept, exactly, like what your history is, your story beforehand. Yeah, it lets you do pretty much whatever it is you want to do. It lets you be very creative with the character development. There's a lot of give and take with the Dungeon Master performing their actions based off of the players. If they see, Depending how they roll, if the GM reacts that way. It's not... There's planned plot points to some extent, but it's more meant to freewheel with based on how y'all actually perform. Right. And what's the goal of the game, would you say? Oh, to, to have y'all die, hopefully. <laughs> okay. Uh, y'all have to find... You're finding your divinity. If you find your divinity, the game's over. You don't really play as the advanced, all-powerful being. 
what would you say is the goal of any RPG, just in general, as the game master? To kill the players. And that's not the goal of an RPG. It's for everyone to have fun by killing the players. He has his sort of fun. I guess ours is definitely going to be much more just trying to survive, hoping mm. we get those rolls to where he can't fuck us. Do you want to talk about the characters we're planning on using? No, not really. We'd have to start going into story and a little bit more. Yeah, that's fair. More stuff. Other than that, what was the one that you were looking forward to? It's a Sweden. Uh, well, Cult was made by a British publishing company. Mm-hmm. This one's made by a Swedish publishing company. It's Mark Morkborg, Free League Publishing. They're at that. They're not the Swedish company. They have an arrangement with the Swedish company to sell it in America. Mm. They call it a pitch black apocalypse. It's meant. It's like a death metal apocalypse. Is a good way they describe it. And it's based in the OSR style, old school revival. That is the lo- most loose one we will ever play as far as rules light. Like even more so than Cult. I haven't read the exact details yet, but I really like the setting. You're in a black metal setting. So it was like your character concept Not is city. I'm a guitarist. <laughs> no, that's a different RPG that I'm considering also. <laughs> oh my okay. God. All right, well, calm down. Why don't we try playing Cult first? Okay. Well, one I just recently got is Exalted uh, Lunar specifically. They just came out with a fancy new edition with a leather back and everything. I haven't really read this new one yet. I really love Exalted because my biggest game back when I was a kid was Werewolf. Played it very little, but it had the concept of turning into a raging beast and destroying what angered you at the time as an angsty kid, you know, really hit home. Lunar is kind of Basically having that character, but in an anime world where you're the barbarians, you're on the outskirts, you're trying to take down civilization. So it's very cool. In second edition, it was interesting because you weren't trying to just take down civilization. You were trying to build the perfect civilization. As werewolves? To replace. No, you're not a werewolf exactly, but you were building the perfect civilization to replace the current civilization. Okay. No, as a lunar, you bond with any animal. Basically, when you're making your character, you pick an animal to bond with as your spirit shape. Mm-hmm. That shape is as natural to you as your human shape or as your werebee shape. So it's like playing a werewolf, theoretically, because, mm-hmm. you know, you turn into an animal, you turn into the were form of it. Mm-hmm. I chose Snow Leopard when I first played because I'm not going to go straight werewolf. That's silly. Gotcha. No, I had the best lunar character until my someone brother wouldn't run the damn game after making my damn character. We can talk about that later. <laughs> but yeah, it's just fantastic because not only can you change into that version of an animal, but you can also change into multiple different types of animals. So as a kid growing up, my biggest thing growing up as a kid where I, my fantasy creature I would have wanted to be beyond a werewolf was a shape changer. So I could just change into any kind of animal. Right. So this feeds into that even more so than werewolf does. I think we've talked uh, outside of the podcast, of course, in depth about your werewolf obsession and just being transforming and such i think i brought up uh animorphs and you're like i don't think you were you were you not no, into animals See, i knew about them but i didn't read them for whatever reason at the time i kind of want to go back and read them but i'm pretty mm. sure it'd be terrible. it'd be awful yeah. yeah there's no way you would not appreciate it but no animorphs all the way okay so i didn't i didn't read every one but a lot of them okay so it was you who read them but you who had the transforming right, uh, right. sort of thing oh gotcha gotcha okay but the sense. story anyway of exalted in general is that back in the day there was these things called primordials when there was the soup of chaos there was no creation the primordials inside of chaos got bored and made creation to basically play divinity games in and then they made <laughs> the gods to maintain creation which and then they they made the exalted to serve themselves Eventually, the gods got upset and caused the exalted to rebel and kill the primordials or banish the rest of them. So, but they had a, a curse on them. So the curse made them eventually succumb to different flaws. Like the leaders called, um, oh god, the solars. The leaders called the solars eventually just had too much hubris and went insane and ended up destroying a lot of creation. Uh, but the different types of lunars, uh, excuse me, of dragon blooded. A different type of exalted and sidereal is a different type of exalted killed all the solars. Mm. So now we're thousands of years later where the solars, which are supposed to be the saviors, really the golden childs, are coming back. So anything that's not a dragon blooded or a sidereal is considered anathema and is hunted down and destroyed. That's anathema. Just like Sorry. epoch, for fuck's sake. Um, You're right. Anathema. Anyway. Um, Anyway, they're and that's down. where we come in. And that's where we come in. 
Lunars were a lot of them were killed off, but they mostly like retreated either to the wild, which is where chaos reigns, because creation is surrounding is surrounded by chaos, mm-hmm. or they just retreated out into the barbarians into the wilderness. So you as in a lunar, it, you know, there's a lot of places where you be maybe bringing up a barbarian civilization or something like that in second edition. Third edition, I haven't read it yet, but I'm looking forward to reading it and seeing what it's all about. Got MS, the one you just got, right? It's the one I just got like a few days ago. Oh, fantastic. Are you planning on just reading it or do you plan on running anything down the line? I mean, mm-hmm. I think we have enough things to do right now. So I'm going to take my time, enjoy reading it and eventually run a lunar game. Sure. Where's my goddamn spider cowboy? I mean, you can probably still play that in this game. <laughs> All right, so calm down. Because who doesn't want to be an assassin who can change into a Black Widow spider to sneak into an emperor's palace and kill the emperor? Like, how ridiculously cool would that so, be? So so here's my question. Say we're in this world, right? Say I have a spear. It's as big as me. I transform into a Black Widow. Where does that fucking spear go? Oh, so it just, like, transforms. It transforms into, a, like, a portal or, like, melds with you. Okay. And comes back afterwards. Gotcha. If it's certain types of items. Mm. It'd have to be... Like, certain clothing will tr- come with you, but, you know, there's, like, special metal items and things like that that'll just come okay. with you. Okay, just making sure. Just wondering if I'm go- uh, going to have to go into somewhere as a spider, come out as a butt naked dude. No. Well, just- as a lunar, for example, they have moon silver, which can change the shape and size of the item mm-hmm. per what form you change into. So if you have, like, a silver moon silver breastplate in human form, when you change to werebeast form, obviously it needs to be bigger or it's not going to work. Okay. Um, gotcha. So they have that kind of metal for Lunar specifically, so that works out pretty well. So that's pretty sweet. And that, uh, that is the opposite to the werewolf one, right? The Lunar is the opposite to... The, or No, no. The Lunar is the opposite to... So, I mean, the game in the game right now, in the new edition, there's Solars, Dragon-Blooded, and Lunars are options you can play. But mm-hmm. in the old edition, they had many different types. Like, they have solars and abyssals which abyssals are kind of like the undead version of solars they're more the opposite of solars isn't this system sort of have like a uh twin system sort of the way hordes and war machine are two different things i don't think so no okay no. what you're thinking werewolf and vampire that's what i'm or thinking. mage or demon those are all in the world of darkness okay so yeah which that, that's what i'm thinking granted, that was also a big part of my childhood the world of darkness yeah there's just there's too many things where you turn into a werewolf and i'm trying to keep track yeah, of so know, i want to make lot. sure yeah it's a lot i just want to say vampire there's another game you had me make a character i never got to play <laughs> we have a bad habit what can i say it feels like rpgs and uh what is it miniature games have a lot in common yeah, you, you get really excited. You buy all of the things. And then it just never happens. And then you're like, wait, I have to go to work. Oh, life. Wait, I have things to do. Wait, I have a girlfriend now. Wait, how long does this take? Wait. Man. Oh, and don't get me wrong, cat. Girlfriend, totally worth it. Just in case you listen to this. The, all of a sudden, the unique listeners, it just like, poop, goes to one. It's like, one female. Like, oh, shit. She, her, she, her ears are burning. It's like, oh, my God. No. Uh... So, anything else that you are looking forward to? Um, right now, looking forward to, uh, I want. I really just want more Exalted New Edition to come out. I'd love to see the Abyssal one come out because their story is really cool. They're basically solar essences that when this, when any Exalted dies, its its essence or soul gets reincarnated into a new body. But they're solar essences that got captured by the dead primordials, and that were turned and twisted and turned into like. You're basically playing an evil solar, which who doesn't like playing in an evil campaign, guys? That's fair. I I have not had an evil campaign yet. You uh, don't know what you're missing. Uh, I mean, I, I, talking to you, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm missing. Uh, but it's we're team being tamed tonight. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, there's also if we ever did play D and D fifth edition again, I wouldn't mind getting the Cthulhu Mythos book. And trying to play that setting. Wait, there's a Cthulhu Mythos book for mm-hmm. fifth edition? Yeah, the company that made Cthulhu War saying the Peterson Games. Mm-hmm. He he originally was who did like Call of Cthulhu. Okay. So he made a, a special D&D supplement fifth edition supplement for Cthulhu. Oh so Cthulhu Mythos. And he comes man. out with monthly scenarios that I could theoretically get. So we could easily play that oh that's you know we don't got all this time no well so the uh, like i said in the different 
podcast. The plan is to try to get two, at least two sessions of this podcast in and at least two sessions of uh, role playing in a month. Hopefully. Also considering that we try to play a little bit of board games. I mean, if we alternate the role player, I mean, excuse me, if we alternate the people on the podcast, then it's more achievable. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we've been doing as well. Yeah, a little bit as well as we plan on switching between role playing. So he has a week where he has a role playing. Mm -hmm. Then we podcast. Then I have have to do a week of of role playing. I mean, if I'm going to make a game, I'm probably just going to make a lunar game since I just got the book and everything. Yeah, that sounds like fun too. Cthulhu eventually would be, I don't know, Cthulhu 5th edition would be sweet, I'm sure. There's still a lot of work for you, Noel. You got to deal with the podcast editing and make, Tom needs to be the extra person unless you just want to. Look, this is fun for me. As long as you guys show up, I'll keep recording and editing. I don't care. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, on the good days, I feel like promoting. I feel like going out, you know, doing shit and making little flyers and all kinds of bullshit. But on bad days, I just won't do anything like I, I just don't have to this is still a hobby so i'm not that worried about it yeah i mean whatever but no the harder part is having to reread all the rules again because yeah it's such a slog yeah. dude to be a dm it really takes either a lot of commitment and for those people that are really good dms man it takes something special because a really oh, good dm is something else a lot of work yeah, yeah a, a really good dm is amazing yeah. having the props yeah having, when you have that kind of stuff the terrain too. and everything too I'm talking about just raw storytelling ability skill. Oh, shit. Like, who has all the props? Yeah. I would kill just to have easier storytelling ability. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That would be so much better. There's a reason why if you go down to your local game store, the same dude is running different campaign after different campaign every week. What are you guys playing this time? Oh, we're playing, you know, the Marvel, not the Marvel superhero, but the superhero 20D system. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Next week. Oh, we're playing Aliens versus Predators. Oh, what's the next week? Oh, Call of Cthulhu. You know, I was like, oh, damn, dude. Like, what? who owns all these books? And who has time to make this many stories? Yeah, yeah make the main stories. Remember the stories. Ooh. Make new and interesting campaigns. Like, yeah, people, shout out to the people that, fucking you know run those events you know weekend week i feel out. like the problem with dming sometimes anyway it feels like it absorbs your whole all your free time at least until you get used to the system yeah absolutely starting and continuing is is definitely difficult if you're you know returning to the book every time yeah i mean once you know the system and you're familiar with it then you can just off the fly make certain characters or whatever and then you're fine but anyway that's why we got to play this week because it's been like three weeks since I read the rules for Cult. And, you know, if we wait too long, I have to reread the damn thing before we can play it. <laughs> yeah, okay, we're playing this week. It's that's fine. fair, that's fair. What about you? Well, out of the ones that we've actually played, I've run pretty much two. One successfully, one with a, a, some hiccups that I would like to return to. The one that I ran successfully was Outbreak Undead, first edition specifically. It's a horror ba- a horror RPG. It was released in 2011 by Christopher De La Rosa in Renegade Studios, I believe. Or Renegade Game Studios, I believe. It's a simple percentile-based core system. So, you know, run your 2D10s or your D100 if you happen to have it. Uh, for more, most of your stuff, you're trying to get past the percentages. You know, you, you have to make it within a certain percentage of what you can do. If you're picking up stuff... For example, if there's something on the ground and it's too heavy, you have to roll for that, you know, for your strength. You roll for everything in this game, but it's it's simple and really difficult at the same time. The simple percentage system is just that, you know, most of the time it's just 2d10s and you try to figure it out. The problem is the book itself is kind of convoluted. The index isn't very good. You have to reread and it's not user friendly for beginners. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, Exalted doesn't. It has a decent index, but it could be a little better. I mean, D, it's not a D and D by far has the easiest index to use because D and D straight up lays it out in a logical order. Mm-hmm. Like even Cult mixes character creation stuff across different chapters, and it's just what? Why? No, that's way too complicated. Yeah, no. As convoluted as my original explanation of this RPG was just now, that's how convoluted the rules are. Just because not only did they didn't have a really good index or glossary or anything like that, but the entire book is written in like the funkiest of fonts, at least first edition. I don't, I, I don't understand. Here, give me one second here. 
Okay, I just uh, re-showed them the hardback book. It has a handwriting aspect to it, and everything is done on sort of like college notebook paper with pictures thrown in and then small sort of like note or sticky notes that they right. look like you know on the side. You would imagine they're helpful, but not really. You know, mm. yeah, <laughs> it, the handwriting is kind of hard to look at and hard to read. Yeah, for a long time, you know, if you don't have something planned out and somebody does something and you have to go digging in that book good luck uh, maybe with the pdf but mm. whew, finding something specific is definitely difficult it's, it's scanning through it it's like chicken the handwriting is fine but after a while if you're trying to skim for something it's like chicken scratch yeah no that would kill me i mean exalted's not it definitely the font's better it's certainly easier to read at least that would give me a migraine uh, migraine pretty quickly yeah everything's written out descriptions the charts everything is handwritten or you know a pseudo handwritten uh, one thing i forgot to quickly mention was the how the system works for exalted basically it's a d10 system and it's just like old white wolf for the most part as far as a rolling a success on a seven eight nine or ten and mm-hmm. then there's special rules around that based on what difficulty you need to roll or penalties or you know minuses or whatever depending on the situation but that's comes when it comes down to it that's what the system is okay gotcha gotcha that was for the, the lunar or for most exalted of in general exalted in general gotcha gotcha okay um no but we, we had a pretty good campaign going here for outbreak we that, i think that was the one that we had one of the longest ones that we were able to run yeah we did at least what like three-ish four sessions did we, did we play that many sessions yeah i think we did yeah, like three or four because we played one escaping like the airport thing I think we was it another one to in order to explore the town and where we found the mall or whatever. Oh yeah, we went to Not the, the mall. It's a, like a Costco. It's like yeah, a Costco. Yeah, I think it was a Costco. Yeah, so it was at least three. Yeah, yeah, at least three, and it was fun. We used Vegas as the backdrop because you can get as detailed as you want to as you want to make it. So I know Vegas pretty well. So yeah, I mean, it seemed to make the most sense to use a place you already know. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, we're not crazy writers, so we need to. Have some baby steps. And like I said, because the system's so convoluted, you have to map out everything that you want to do. Find it as best you can. And then that's where you get the freedom. Because it is a percentile dice, you in your head get to make how difficult it is. While there is some guidelines for most stuff, you have to uh, judge how difficult you want to make it for your players. For the most part, you try to be lenient because they get fucked up real easy. They're people. They are not... You know, they're not special forces unless that's the character that you made or whatever. But for the most part, they're generally normal humans. Can we go back to the fact that no, Alex does not do that. That is not the way he plays. He's there to kill you. I am not. Oh, like, yes. Yeah, clearly. I will admit there's definitely danger of death this week, but <laughs> like it's not. Hopefully it won't happen. Oh man, we better you not sound, botch anything. I don't know. I just sound like you want it to happen. I want you to feel like you're gonna die at the least, and I feel in most RPGs you don't really worry that much about death. But I like really. my players well, to be, yeah. have some fear because you. I mean, I guess in the point for most RPGs is you want to try to continue and uh, expand the story or get to the end if you have one in vision. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it's gonna be horror based, so why not kill your players? You know. As long as you don't make me make a really detailed character for a bunch of hours, and then within the first 15 minutes, he fucking dies for no reason. Wait, what? Did you, yes, once again, can we go back to this D&D campaign? I mean, okay, not 15 minutes, what? but like within 30 minutes to an hour, yes. Oh, my God. Dead. Well, I mean, it was only you. I killed Mark, too, that time. Oh, my God. He had, a, few, he had a couple sessions, at least. This is going to be brutal, dude. I'm not going to be that mean. Well, it's possible, but... Oh, way you did. I remember you had his his ranger opened like a bottle of tele of like, I don't know, open portal spell and he got sucked into another realm. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was an item in the evil compendium for D&D 3.5 edition. And it was just a glass clear bottle that if you opened, yeah, opened a portal, sucked you in you, <laughs> D20 track or something to get out of it, to not get sucked in and you're dead. Oh, he was so angry. Oh, my God. What? Right when we thought we were done, it had won. It's well, one I mean, I had already. It was died, one of the but... rewards, you know, one of the treasure pieces. Oh my god! I that's honestly... why you identify before you open shit, sir. I, <laughs> I mean, that's cla- everyone should know that. Come on, 
I partially wanted that to happen, but partially also they you could use this. Maybe I wanted you to die. Let's be honest. Oh my god, that sounds like well, see like. But after that, was the campaign pretty much done? No, no. we just made new characters and continued. Oh, it was kind of fun, actually, to be honest, because you got to play multiple different characters. So really go to town on making different archetypes. Like my second character was a, a dark knight who was all about challenging people. So I challenged one of his char- one of the, his main bosses to a fight to one of the dragons, and I swooped in on my first strike and killed it. It's undead dragon, and I definitely did the rules wrong. Yeah, we definitely fed the rules a bit, but who cares for the oh. story of it? Ugh, you liked it so much because I gave y'all a crazy amount of money. I didn't understand how much money to give in between sessions, and I did how much you're supposed to have in total income at a certain level instead of per- just treasure. Oh, okay. Oh, it was fantastic. The the customization you could do in buying magic items. That's how every D and D campaign should be. I still think that's the way it should be. What's well, like a level that's twenty a more campaign, fun. more so? You let me write a griffin. Uh, I was ri- a dark knight riding a griffin. Are you kidding me? That's the amazing. dream, right? Like, so you could just imagine my dark knight griffin saluting the dragon, getting you know, getting on the griffin and flying in there and striking him to death. He's an undead dragon too, you son of a bitch. Let's be clear, <laughs> it was with a lance, right. pointy, pointy lance, very pointy. Um, the only other real D or the only other system that I personally have any experience DMing, I have played, what was the other one called? The Star Trek one? Star Trek Adventures, also yes. from Modivius Entertainment. Yep. That was, I believe you bought most of it and then some of it was gifted to you for Christmas. No, I pretty much bought all. I bought all but one book. Okay. Gotcha. And it's, uh, that's an extra, st- it's one of the books where it's not new rules. It's just extra stories you could run. Yeah, and we played that, and I'm sure we could have made that game more bearable if, if we didn't. Here's a little advice. For people that are going to be playing the Star Trek role-playing game, don't ask these two questions, and you'll have a fantastic time. One, no, there are no fucking, what is it, particles? or Tachyon particles. Tachyon particles. I, la- I See, you can totally tell by me asking that question that I'm a Star Wars guy and not a Star Trek guy. But What are you talking about in Star Trek all, like, 50% of the time when there's something they can't explain. Oh, we've detected tachyon particles. Yes, but I guarantee you that in his role-playing scenario, there were zero tachyon particles. And I guarantee you that I was highly disappointed that there were zero tachyon particles. We didn't get past, well, we played two sessions, I think. I think so. It was the same thing, but two different sessions of it. I really love Star Trek, don't get me wrong, but the character creation left something to be desired in my feeling yeah that it did but maybe if we get further down it'll be a little better we should play the cleon version that i have that that would be more fun see and that would help with the second thing don't ask if this is going to violate the prime directive because everything violates the goddamn prime directive everything you just can't interfere with a pre-warp technology and what were we doing in our first fucking mission fucking with a pre-warped civilization and we were giving them technology maybe that was a poor design choice on the dm that was a pre-written story by the games yeah (laughs) possibly you should have chosen something not like that for the first time for people who don't watch star trek i know they didn't watch star trek but it's so hard it's just I, my knowledge of it's so vast. I've watched anyway, way Captain, too fucking much. Captain Jean-Luc Picard broke the Prime Directive for good reasons a few times, and it was fine. M- most captains did, okay? That's what half of the, the episodes in, uh, what is it? I want to say Deep Space Nine. Um, Voyager. Voyager. That's what half the episodes in Voyager was, dude. They didn't really have a choice. They were in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. They didn't have a choice. To break or not to break? To die or not to die? What are the rules if no one are watching? You know what I mean? If survival is, is is on the line, that's sort of what that entire show was based on. But still, besides that game, I don't have too much experience with D&D or with, uh, like I said, <laughs> with other role-playing games. I keep calling role-playing D&D. See, that's how mainstream I am. Yeah, well, I mean, let's be fair. That was the role-playing for the longest time. So, I had a little bit of experience with either 3.0 or 3.5. I played like one or two campaigns or one or two times in high school. And then I didn't play for a very, very long time. Uh, it wasn't until recently when 5th edition came out in 2014 that we ended up re-picking up books and actually getting into it again. 
Christina actually played three 4.0 with her Starbucks friends, which she told the story, I think, on episode one or two. Not real D&D. Sorry. Yeah, it, it was very flowcharty, very extremely new player friendly, but at the same time, not giving them the full experience of what D&D probably should have been. What did you say earlier, though? If if you don't know any better, then it's a perfectly enjoyable experience. Yeah, if you started playing role, or if you started role playing, and fourth edition was your first role playing system, you are fine. You didn't know better, quote unquote, that there's anything, or there's anything better out there. Hypothetically, you might prefer 4.0 to 5.0 or 3.5 or all the other versions. And you're that's crazy. and that's you, most people would say you're crazy, but. If you enjoy it and you have a group of friends that also enjoy it, play the shit out of it. You know? Yeah, I mean, really, play whatever the hell you enjoy. Who cares? You don't need yeah. to listen to our opinions. Yeah, but if you want to play something good, play 5th edition. And one of the main reasons why I say that is because of the Ravnica supplement that was given to it. Oh, man. Of course, it's Magic and Wizards of the Coast finally did the right thing and meshed their two games together. And gave us a little bit of the stuff that we wanted. So it gives us all the really cool creatures, some mm-hmm. bad guys. A lot of the legendary people that you would find in the storyline were in the book. And they came out with probably some of the sweetest pre-painted, pre-molded figures that came out. Oh, we didn't get to play mm-hmm. enough of it for me to bust those guys out. No, we definitely need to play that game. Yeah, and I, re- I want to redo it because I've had, I want to redo the idea that I had. And I have a new idea for something else that we can do because i know so much of magic the gathering and specifically ravnica that was my favorite set that's why i feel that i'll be best for dming this Mm -hmm. but 3.5 also has a cthulhu supplement which i was just informed about so maybe i'll let christina do that one she likes to dm as well yeah that's cthulhu mythos by sandy peterson that came out one or two years ago but he still has like monthly updates of monthly scenarios if you supply to the sub- subscription of his. Patreon or what are we talking about here? Oh, God, I forget. He has his own webpage. You go to Sandy Peterson website and you can sign up for his newsletter. And, and it's the... Cthulhu-based updates for three for, for 5.0? Fifth edition, for 5th edition. Yeah. How much are we talking, you know? It's not very much monthly by any means. I mean, the bigger the bigger chunk is the book, of course. But no, it's not bad. It can't be more than like twenty to thirty monthly, if that. That's that's pretty bad. What do you? I don't think it's even that much. I'm just spitballing off the top of my head. I can look it up while y'all talk about it. Yeah, that sounds like good. Go ahead and yeah, thirty seems a bit high. I was thinking somewhere between ten and fifteen, maybe twenty at the most. It, ten again. If you are the DM, or if maybe you want to split it between friends or something like that. If you're constantly playing this and you love it, because come on. You know the people that love Cthulhu love Cthulhu. Yeah. So it's for some probably... reason, <laughs> well, it's called Cthulhu's Dungeon. Is the subscription, okay. or at least the newsletter you're looking for? And apparently, right now, actually, you can get good discount on Cthulhu Mythos if you go through Critical Role to buy it. Oh, the book? How much is the book? Yeah. Critical Role? Yeah, there's a re- there's a replay of a video you need to watch to get the code. Okay. The books are only like forty to fifty, so if you can get a twenty dollar discount, it's not bad. Yeah, but remember, guys, you're probably going to need the Dungeon Master and the Player's Guide, more than likely, minimum for, for this. Edition. Well, for 5th edition, yeah, to use the Cthulhu. Do we already have that? Yeah, we have it. I'm just saying for those people out there, you'll you'll need at least oh, those right, two. Right, right, right. So like 100 plus books, really. But just like board games, role-playing games are a investment into your fun. If you enjoy role-playing, that book is going to give you hours upon hours of entertainment. 50 bucks is a steal. Oh, for sure. It's really worth it, for sure. I'm just <clears throat> trying to figure out what I Which, want to do. Yeah, a little side note while our friend here looks up for the uh, information he wants to give us right now. As somebody who has worked in a gaming store, can I please say, if you guys are coming into the store and you are sitting down and role-playing with your five six people plus dm or however big your group is for three four five hours at a time do us two favors one support your local game store and either buy the books from them or buy some of the snacks or possibly some of the food that's being sold there whether that be prepared or you know just chips and stuff i have seen so many people come in 
with just like a cooler full of fucking food. Just Thanksgiving dinner on Sunday, you know, on Sunday evening for no reason other than I'm going to sit down, play eight hours of role playing and not spend a dime, you know, while some people have monetary issues or, you know, maybe your young 15, 16 don't have too much extra to spend on other stuff. Some people don't really have an excuse. They buy all of their books on Amazon. Then they go into the local game store and take up space and resources that could be used for other things. You know, some of you guys are really cool. You help run events and things like that, but you know, some of you need a shaping up, man. So yeah, this subscription is $25, but each, basically each month, or each couple of months, they come out with an act, which is a whole book. I mean, it comes with maps and everything, nice. and it's twenty five dollars. But if you were okay. to do that, you also get some other benefits. I mean, you get a free PDF of the campaign, of course. You get it one month prior to the general retail release. You get a ten percent discount on all their role playing books and miniatures. Wait, so each of these updates that he puts out becomes Just by putting part of the subscription. Yeah, they become paper supplements. They're actual books you get. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Still Cthulhu, uh, D and D based or just okay, yes, all Cthulhu story, Cthulhu like stories for D and D fifth edition. Wow, no, that is that's not as bad as it sounded in the beginning. It's not. The, the fact that you get the PDF and everything ahead of schedule and everything. Yeah, and you yeah. get a discount on other books, which is ten percent discount on. Like, if you want to get their other acts, they still have their old acts for sale for a hundred dollars for four books. Okay, so that's ten dollars off each time. That's not terrible. Again, if you have a dedicated group to role playing, split the cost. It's uh, you know no. five bucks between five people. Uh, you know twenty five between five people isn't too bad, especially no, if you, you know you're getting like I said hours upon hours of entertainment. Yeah, and the actual book itself, the Cthulhu, Cthulhu Mythos book, is sixty dollars apparently, but you can get a twenty dollar coupon if you watch that Critical Role episode. Oh, you can just okay. go to their website and probably find it. Or and that's go getting the indirect website to them. And find it. Right. Gotcha. Do you get a PDF when you order the book, I assume? You get a PDF when you order the book, yes. Okay. Or of Cthulhu Mythos, you mean? Yeah. Really pisses me off when you buy an RPG book from the non, not directly from a third party seller, and then they don't give you the PDF with it. Like, ugh, such a waste of money. That's something that one should, yeah, if you're going to get it from online or all those other things. A PDF is always nice, but a PDF should also be included with the base or with the book if you're buying it for retail or having like, you know how you have like cards at GameStop that have the game for Nintendo? Yeah. They should, they need something like that with just barcodes or something, something simple that gives you a code that you can buy from your local game store because they are missing out on a lot of those sales too. Yeah, you do. Just yeah. to follow up on his on Alex's question, yeah, you do get a free download of the book. That's why I want to... Uh, it's so expensive to get more Borg from the Swedish publisher, but that's the only way to get the PDF and the book. Uh, I used that. I tried joining a D&D group. They, they were the people that played like six to eight hours on a Sunday. I only lasted one or two sessions. That's um, that's too much for me. It's fine and everything, especially if you're doing it at, the house, at somebody's house or you know somewhere... With, you can take breaks and stuff. Yeah, where you can take breaks, you can eat, you can intermingle, maybe do other things in between. That seems fine. But if you're just like grinding it out eight hours straight, only potty breaks, like, whew, that's a lot. I think Man. three to four hours would be a Ideal. decent amount. Yeah. Yeah. We usually do more like two ish. Yeah, but that's more of lifetime constraints versus just going for it. If everybody had a Saturday off and we can get our. You know, what we can choose between board games and RPGs. RPGs would go about four hours. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's assuming the DM had enough uh, material to go four hours. Four hours of material? That's a lot. Yeah, that is. I mean, unless your characters, your players are just good at, you know, doing stupid side things. Like, I want to go to the bar and play darts. <laughs> Don't, you know, derail your campaign, guys. Come on. Well, let's roll for that bullseye, guys. Oh, Jesus. Oh, look, critical fumble. You hit. It bounced off and hit the Minotaur. Now he's pissed. Mm. He threw you guys out, and now you are off in the road in the direction that you fucking need to be. <laughs> uh, to be that subtle. <laughs> I feel like that's a GM or a DM who's just a sore loser and taking too much control of his game. <laughs> All right. Well, we talked a lot about 
actual RPGs that we either play, have played, or want to play in the future. Now, let's talk about something that we wish was an RPG. Now, are we talking about just settings, or do we want to talk about IPs that we wish were I mean, either RPGs. way, whatever you, whatever you prefer. All right, well, start us off, Tom. Okay, I don't know how this would work, but lately I've been playing a miniature game called Monster Apocalypse, and, which is kind of like think playing a Godzilla game. And with Godzilla versus King Kong coming out, I would love to play some kind of RPG where it was just you were playing a kaiju. A kaiju? Kaiju. kaiju. A kaiju. I, oh my God. If I could be Godzilla somehow and play a game like that. Even if it's, I mean, I don't know how it would work though, because you're not, are you just going to fight other kaiju the whole time? You don't talk to each other and you just walk around fighting. I mean, like. That sounds like it's just going to be scenario based. Yeah, maybe scenario based. Um, If it wouldn't be for that, that kind of an RPG. I mean, a world hopping one or like a portal hopping one to different dimensions each game. Maybe uh, kaiju versus humans. I mean, you could do kaiju versus humans, I suppose. Or you could make it more like, what, Pacific Rim. Mm. So you could role-play the humans inside of the robots. Uh, and you have the time with the humans out in the real world doing things, doing missions. And then you have when the monsters attack. Gotcha. That would work a lot better. That's much more of a something yeah. that could actually so, be a game. So yeah, Pacific Rim, more so. Okay. Kaijus, specifically. For specifically kaijus, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll play that Ultraman. Sounds, that That's sounds fun. like a lot. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. What what would so you would specifically be a Godzilla like kaiju? If I had the choice, yeah, definitely Godzilla. All right, what do you got? I want to play Freddy Krueger, basically. No, 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 no. Uh, yes, we're back to that one. But what kaiju would you be? Oh, what'd you say? Godzilla. Yeah, that's not fair. No, uh, the gold uh, uh, three headed gold dragon. Uh, oh, the one that just came Ghidorah? out in Gingham Lost yeah, movie. Yeah, Ghidorah. Yeah, but he looked stupid in that movie. Eh, it was fine. I mean, he was scary enough. His yeah. face the mythology like, was the yeah. mythology was weird, but it was kind of cool to just have a mythology to explain it in the first place. It worked. That was cool. That yeah. I mean, I know it was not kaiju great, battles. Whatever. Give me your money. That. Pretty much yeah. dumpster fire movie. I'm sorry, Tom. Wow. It was Damn. terrible. Hot I don't take. think you properly love Godzilla. Okay, so but so you would be like a three headed one. It, you could just be like second space, Godzilla. No, okay, space it dragon's fine. Space dragon. Oh, space Godzilla, the better Godzilla. That's not Mecha Godzilla, right? That's just the no, 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 no. Okay, there was a Godzilla different. from space. Okay, I want to make badass. sure. I I am not up to date with my Godzilla lore, worry, at least from the eighties. So we got cool. you. Don't worry. Okay. One of the toys, at least we never saw that one. I, so the yeah. one that I would be would be Mothra, though, because okay. you can't kill me, baby. I just reincarnate. What you gonna do? Huh? So you just want to make love to me? No, I just want to spread my pollen and leave. You have feelings for me? Is that? Are you trying to tell me you like me? You want to be no, more than friends? Butterfree, sunspore. Okay. <laughs> okay. So okay, all right. That's that's what I would pick for that. But I heard something about Freddy Krueger. Are you telling me? Yeah. What kind of game are we talking about here? A horror. I want horror? a slasher. Where well, you're a slasher. I mean, I'd want to be Freddy Krueger type slasher, but where you could customize a slasher character. Okay. And I don't know if it's like you trying to control your own territory against your other slasher players, or or just the cops, the or against the kids that are trying to see you're trying to murder and they're trying to stop you. Yeah, it have to be against okay. the kids. It would definitely have to be you against the kids so, in your own personal horror movie. Now, oh, I could totally see this. So I could see this like be your pick your bad guy. Now pick your scenario. Are we going into the uh, the summer lake, or are we going to the cul-de-sac? Are we going to the the school? Yeah, are we going know? to like, are we going to the cornfields? Oh, yeah. Are we going Maybe deep sweet. into the woods? Yeah, maybe you could even have one player who's playing the slasher and a, like a storyteller, a guy who's playing the slasher and then the rest of the people can be play. even some of them could play the kids if they wanted to. Seems like it'd be hard to have the slasher just sitting there though while the, while the kids do whatever. He's going to sit there, hear what they're doing and... Yeah, that, yeah, it, but the slasher's the all-powerful. Yeah, and this is all still hypothetical, of course. There's not a real system out there that we're like, oh, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. But no, I mean, something where the DM isn't the slasher would be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, possibly even let there be, man, I don't know. I guess the DM would have to be the kids then, and you would just have to somehow have the slashers competing against each other 
Or it could just be this group of sloshers together. Yeah. Well, considering if I was the one to get it, I'd probably have to run the damn thing. Just have the DM be the slasher. Yeah, it seems pretty clear cut the way it should be. Yeah. The the uh the villain's usually the DM. Yeah, that's fair. He just wants to be a slasher, guys. But no, I mean don't, don't listen that to that sounds really fun, actually. Or dragon RPG. I mean, I'm t- I'm totally going to be the blonde chick who trips on everything. <laughs> That's my role. Like, come on. Come on. Fuck, snake eyes. I tripped again. <laughs> I'll just play the nerd. It's fine. Character advantage, triple D breasts. Yeah. So when I get stabbed, oh. it'll be like scary movie. Implant first. Yeah, you have armor. Definitely. Yeah, yeah plus okay. one armor, baby. Yeah. Oh, no. No, that sounds Minus 10 to every roll. Oof dead well i mean th- see that sounds like you want to kill your guys off and then guess what new campaign or look somebody survived sequel time play you can play a evil dead type version where you're running the necronomicon spirits yeah so, i mean the possibilities are as endless as the horrors on her itself for sure that would be really fun actually i'm down for that but you know i'm kind of just playing this with cult kind of kind of yeah a little bit See, now if you tweak the rules. I mean, there's nothing stopping that, I guess. No, 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 no. Okay, but I'm not remaking my character. No, no absolutely. It not. won't work for our party right now. Okay. What about uh, you? Well, for me, uh, I have to keep it nerdy. Luckily, they're already doing one of the things that I wanted to, that I would want to do, which is Avatar The Last Airbender, which mm. CBS had already, has already sold the rights to somebody to make that system. So in the near future, by near future, I mean two to three years, I will be seeing that system and hopefully playing a campaign because I think that setting's awesome. Well, would you be the airbender or would no. you have to be a firebender? No, or bloodbender. Blood, yeah, I, I don't blood think bender. that if you were... I don't think if you were the avatar it would be very fair yeah i mean right? maybe you know if he worked some know. way or if it you know if they made the rules for that somehow but i think because you want to have multiple friends or multiple people playing you either do what the avatar did have multiple people be you know airbender it's called um earthbender earthbender whatever. yeah waterbender all that stuff you can have a diverse crew or you can set it in your own setting and you can all be firebenders and then, you know, one of you guys is a tank. One of you guys is more into creating things with your fire mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm, some I'm, more support or something. Yeah, I'm hoping for diverse roles, not just, oh, fire is your mage and your mm-hmm. tank is the ground or the right. earth people. Right. I don't want it to be like that. I it's want it to be diverse. Der- too derivative of D&D and d makes it kind of boring and you might as well. Yeah, this D&D. system really needs to be pretty different from D&D nowadays to really give it a chance of sticking around. Yeah, because that's already being made my official choice is something uh naruto based or anime based okay. where you know something very either bleach like or naruto like where you choose your base character and then he evolves down the line gaining new things you know not so much D, but you want to you gain con- belief in yourself <laughs> god damn it you want to protect your friends no i, I actually kind of wanted to be like exalted where Correct me if I'm wrong. The better you explain it, the more likely the outcome is. Right. Yeah, that is a mechanic. Yeah. So something like that. So, you know, I didn't just do the Sharingan. I pierced through my uh, opponent's gaze with my Sharingan and saw what he was planning ahead, blah, 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 blah. You know, something where you can, if you imagine it, you can try to do it in paper as long as it's clearly not ri- fucking ridiculous. Right, right. Because... Any role-playing that you play, you have to be a fan of. Because mm-hmm. there are so many flavors, you have to really like the one you roll. Yeah, you definitely do. Especially enough to read everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why the DM is always the the one that wants to play it the most is the one that's forced to run it. Right. Honestly. So I would be the DM. I would be the one with all the little ninja stuff. But because, once again, I know the most of that world, that's why I feel like I'd be the best to do do that system. Yeah, makes the most sense to me. Yeah. I would want to be like broccoli, broccoli, broccoli. Huh. Yeah, showing our age there. The original Brock, I'm baby. Sorry, That's... no, broccoli, broccoli. I'm sorry. Yeah, broccoli. I'd want to be like guy. Him. He's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. See, like that would be really cool. Going into there and then finding all the rules for just taijutsu, just yeah. fighting physically. 
or I want to be a puppet dude. You know, somebody that controls the puppet guys and has either poisons or a ton of people at their disposal. So. Yeah, no, that would be so, that would be really fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rochimaru or oh, just a just, villain, really. Just a, a, somebody that just summons snakes and all kinds of things. Not really snakes. What was the last one that had? Uh, he was from the olden days, and he was resurrected fighting like armies. A modern? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, who doesn't want... See... Th- That's God. He, yeah, I'm like, he he shows his true self. He is always min-maxing. He's mm-hmm. like, can I just be the most OP character in the, in the fucking series? I'll just be that guy. Yeah, well, I didn't like 4th edition, because you couldn't min-max. <laughs> yeah, you were so gated. Oh. Everything was... Oh, no. They tried to make it too much like an MMO. I mean, they succeeded. Well, they did. Yeah. yeah. Well, any uh, any closing remarks? Just remember, don't bother with 4th edition. And also... My brother Alex here has been starting a dating website profile. So, if there are any ladies out there that want to get check that out, just hit me up. It's not entirely wrong. I'm open to that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you know what you're getting into role playing in D and D. I mean, yeah, yeah, staying in nice good, and cozy. Good snacks, lots of good snacks. There you go. That's there you go. that sounds really appealing. That's not desperate sounding or anything. No, he's also a snack. So. You know, you know if he's good at role playing here, ah, you know where else he's good at role playing? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyways. Well, maybe we should get back to the subject. Yeah. <laughs> well, that pretty much does it for us. We are looking forward to cults that our good friend Alex is running. Maybe down the line, an exalted game, lunar right. specifically. Maybe for me, I'll be getting back into either Outbreak and Dead or doing something D and D fifth edition. In the near future, with our good friend either Jason, maybe Mike, you know, trying to get get the old crew going here a little bit. Once we start getting vaccinated, of course. My boosters tomorrow, so oh. I'll be good to go. Look at you being able to get back out there into the world. Ooh, yeah, I've not been doing that at all. Yeah, can you imagine just high fiving a homeless dude? Woo! Oh my god, right now. Yeah, I normally would be afraid of that, but especially, <laughs> especially now. Oh, man. Okay, that pretty much does it for us, guys. We are everywhere. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Find us, Next Game Dilemma. If you have any suggestions, any ideas for future episodes, anything that you'd like to review or even give us a comment, you can find me at noel at nextgamedilemma.com. That pretty much does it for us, guys. See you later. Have a good night. Thank you.